1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome once again, boys and girls, to Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. As always, it's your boy Armando. Uh, Super excited about this episode today. Uh, My special guest is going to be Alex Rodd. If you don't know who Alex Rod is, you must have not been kayak fishing for long, but no, he's, he's a great dude. Um, you definitely one of my favorite content creators, first of all. Um, uh, because I feel like Alex Rod is one of those content creators that really um grows organically. Like, he you know, his the the content that he brings is organic, it's not heavy on clickbaits or anything like that. He's very responsible with his social media and content creation. And I love having people like that come up to the podcast because I look, you look forward to listening to how they got to where they got, you know, you know, going, I guess the road, less travel, if you want to call it that way, you know, the hard road to getting, to building a brand. And Alex Rod has definitely built the brand and big congratulations to him. He announced earlier this year that he was retiring from his work as a teacher and focusing now on content creation which is awesome you you know we all enjoy this content creation from different content creators um and uh, it's great when they're able to make a living out of it so we can enjoy most of it we can learn from it we can uh live kind of like our experience through their eyes in some ways and kind of like try to replicate it where we're on the water and stuff like that so it's great to see that the kayak fishing community and the bass fishing community is growing and to a point where people can actually make a living out of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, other than that, before we bring Alex Rod in, just kind of talk about my week. I went fishing to a lake that I've never fished before. Um, I I kind of don't want to mention this, but I will because I'm always very transparent, very honest about what I do. I had what I thought was going to be a killer video for YouTube. I went to a lake I've never fished before. Somebody told me. Like, you got to go to this lake, man. You really have to go. I, I can't understand why you haven't gone to a lake that's two hours from here. And before I went, they told me, like, dude, there's some areas where it says keep out, but that was because there was a parent plant there before that's decommissioned. It's, it's no longer a that's the word I'm looking for. Um, so it you can still fish in those areas, that says keep out. So, oh, great, I did. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Then it dawned on me there was like there's a lot of boats here, but none of them are where I am what I am. So when I got out, I, was, I had this feeling. It's like, man, I don't know. Let, let me ask the um uh, uh game warden at you know at the entrance. And I, and I told him and I was very upfront about it. It's so like, hey, listen, man, I came here, had a great time. There's are some areas where it was just like literally I was calling my shot, grabbing big bass. Somebody told me it was okay to fish there. But before I start editing and putting content out there, you know, I just want to make sure. And he said, no. He says, yes and no. Yes, the power plant is a commission, but no, you cannot still fish in there. If we would have seen you there, we would have given you an $800 fine. And I was like, well, I'm glad you didn't see me there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were very nice about it. So all that footage I'm not going to put out on YouTube. I may do some reels with it, but I'm definitely not going to broadcast that because I was fishing somewhere. I shouldn't be a, should have gone to fish. I got bad intel. Um, but you know I was up front with the game boarding about it, and they were cool about it. Just so me, yeah, don't, don't go in there again. But man, oh man, what a, what a great day on the water. But that's it. I'm going on a cruise ship this weekend, so I'm starting to pack in some of my episodes. After that, I got Lake Darnell at the Hobie POS, so I'm trying to get out a bunch of episodes pre-recorded, so I won't miss a week. Usually try to keep, in, you know, we're like, I'll record the week before, a couple of days before, just to get updated on information that's um, going on, you know, um, that's relevant to that moment. But this one is going to probably come out two or three weeks from now. But anyways, let's go to a quick waypoint, waypoint commercial. Before we do that, thanks to Douglas Outdoors for sponsoring the podcast. Go to check out douglasoutdoors.com. Check out the full lineup of LR, oh my God, LRS. X Matrix and a warfly fishing rods. I can't speak today. But, anyways, quick waypoints commercial and then we'll have Alex join us.
0: Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp-trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: Mr. Alex Rudd, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much. I know you're very busy. You're getting prepping to get on the water tomorrow. and sure slay some bass, get some great content out there. So I appreciate you taking the time, man. Hey,
3: listen, man, I run around like a chicken with my head cut off. I love it. If I'm not running around crazy, then it just ain't good enough for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm go, go, go. Now, listen, I do have to say, the $800 fine thing, (laughs) that's intense. But I think there's some beauty there in the content if you do put it out, because that's a great lesson to be learned in the fact that it's like, hey, look, I made this mistake. Don't go make this mistake yourself. You know what I mean? And like... I think it would be cool to even get the game warden's perspective on it and, and be like, you know, Hey, from your perspective, you know, since I came to you in this situation, you know, you know, how, how, how the way that you handle and everything, I think that's really interesting. I think that's a great learning like point for like young anglers and people, you know, first getting into the sport that like, you know, those dudes in those green jackets aren't always your enemy, you know what no. I mean? Like everybody views them as your enemy. And a lot of the times they're, there to help you as much as they are to give you a ticket. I mean, you yeah. know, they have to enforce the law, but having to enforce the law also gives them the very unique opportunity of knowing the law very well. And so, like, that's a great learning opportunity right there. Yeah,
2: I mean, I just didn't want to get all the backlash because I know yeah. most of my followers are from um, – texas so they'll yeah. they'll see like wait a minute you're not supposed to be there so i was like yeah. you know what i don't want i don't want that but i'm upfront about it you know yeah it was amazing though There was like i was literally calling my shots man i would see like a bass just roaming around the corner yeah i'll catch that bass boom it was it was they were not pressured at all but yeah, yeah. so
3: you could tell they hadn't that is um that is through and through proof right there that fish that don't see lures very often are a lot dumber than the ones who do
2: yeah definitely they don't have that life experience (laughs) exactly thinking about life experience man um first of all congratulations i know a few months ago you you mentioned that you retired from your work as a teacher you're a Mm full-time um content creator is that the term you'll feel
3: more comfortable Sure. i I have no idea i i it's hard to explain it's like today i uh I, i bought something using my business card and uh The guy goes, Alex Rip Fishing, LLC. He goes, do you fish for a living? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I fish for a living. He goes, well, how do you get into that? And I was like, well, there's a lot of different avenues. But the (laughs) avenue I took was making YouTube videos and podcasts and things. But now, oftentimes when people ask me, you know, like, what do you do? Uh, I always say I'm an angler, YouTuber, podcaster, and whatever other label that you need to put on me to make sure that the bills get paid. And so (laughs) I just do do it, man. I mean, I do a little bit of everything. I, I don't know what my title is um but it's cool you know what i mean i'm very thankful every day that i get to get up and do exactly what i want to in life you know what i mean i is it was kind of cool today because today was more of a laid-back day where i get to edit and hang around the house and go with my wife to her hair appointment and just do whatever alex wants to do and then tomorrow i get to go fishing and so yeah man it, it's cool
2: now i've heard you talked about you know the your life now as mm-hmm. a full-time uh, angler um, but I have to ask you, is it everything that we all dream it is? Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, dude, here, here's my thing. I, You know, I, I had this conversation with Mr. Ben Nowak earlier. You know, you, there's so many people that get up every day in, in, in all positions in life and all different aspects of life and all different facets of life. You know, people who are millionaires and people who are zero heirs. You know what I mean? And anybody and everybody can have a ho home perspective on, what life is but every day that i get up that even when i was a teacher every day when i get up that i breathe i live in the country that i do and the fact that six foot in the ground dead and the fact that i'm not fighting cancer the fact that i'm not starving to death is a day that i'm thankful to be alive you know what i mean and like i want that to be my message to everybody you know that yes getting to fish every day is the coolest thing ever. Like It is everything that you think that it is. But the way that I got to that position was just understanding that every day that I get is a gift and that, you know, the 16 hours or the 12 hours or however long I'm awake, I need to treat every one of those hours as what it is, as a gift and like optimize every one of those hours.
2: And now, speaking of that, uh, when you say you got to where you are, how did you get to where you are? And, you know, obviously we can spend more than 24 hours talking about this, but we're not, but you know, kind of like the condensed version of how you Mm -hmm. got to where you are today as far as Alex Rod Fishing Mm -hmm. LLC. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny to hear someone else say that. Um, but, um, uh, so it started probably seven, eight years ago. Um, I started a YouTube channel for fun um and i literally i didn't know fishing youtube was a thing you know i had no idea who fishing youtubers were and really my perspective on it was is when i was a kid and, and i still am i'm into motocross like i love watching like freestyle motocross and like you know the big air jumps and all that kind of stuff and you know back when i was a kid i remember my dad buying me like these vhs tapes of guys like travis pastrana and yeah. you know, all you know guys like twitch and all those dudes that are out there in the desert doing backflips off of sand dunes and putting rock music to it, you know, and I'm like a punk rock grunge kind of guy from, from a long ways back. And it's kind of what I grew up on. And so those two kind of cultures melted together in that fact that, you know, there's these dudes, they're counterculture to everything else. They're out in the desert doing backflips on motorcycles and all that and putting rock music over it. Well, I love fishing and I've always loved fishing. You know, I've been fishing since before I even knew what fishing was. My first, you know core memories are fishing related Yeah, and i thought man i want to make bass fishing cool like the motocross guys are cool and so i just started putting these videos together of like these hook set montages and boat flipping fish and running down the lake to rock music and putting it on youtube you know and this was back when dude i didn't know you couldn't monetize a youtube channel i didn't know that you know you couldn't use that kind of music or whatever i was just putting it out there and, and enjoying myself and you know it started to gain a little bit of traction. you know i that one, YouTube was still really easy to grow on. You could put about anything out there and find an audience. And, you know, it was one of those deals. It's like I kept uploading these videos and kept uploading these videos. And and I was, like, gaining more and gaining more. And it's like all of a sudden I had a 1,000 subscribers. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> you know what I'm like? Like, this is a thing. And then these companies started reaching out to me. And, like, these people were like, hey, we want to give you free fishing stuff. Mm. And I'm like, why do you want to give me free fishing stuff? You know, they're, you know, and, and it's just like, I, I just don't even understand this. And they're like, well, you're making YouTube videos. And, you know, we want people that watch your videos to see our products. And it was at that moment that my perspective started to shift a little bit. Oh, money made here. There's an opportunity here to take this thing that I love to do and turn it into something more than just a hobby or, you know, you know, an outlet. And, you know, a lot of times when I say that people are like, Oh, so you're in it for the money. No, no, no. I I think what you got to understand is if I was in this for the money, I should have quit a long time ago. I mean, it's not been until just the past, you know, year and a half to two years that it's actually turned into a profitable business. And we'll get into that here in just a minute, but I just started building. You know, I started to build the content. I started to build, you know, my skills as a content creator. I started to build that confidence behind the camera. I started to just build and build and build. And just like a band, it forms, you know, the first times that they play together, they're absolutely terrible. But, then, you know, the next thing they know, they're playing the bars and then they're playing the local, you know, like you know stages and then they're playing like the theaters and then they're playing stadiums i mean it's been the same thing for me and you know, not have to say that i'm like a band playing stadiums but it's just that been that building that slow progression to get where i'm at and all that i have created relationships and built relationships and got to know the right people and shook a lot of hands and been very nice to everybody that i've ever met and you know i'm sure i've hurt some feelings along the way but for the most part just tried to be a positive happy person with everybody that i interacted with and it's allowed me to build relationships and build a business and build a, a you know an alex rod fishing community that has allowed me to monetize it in a way that i get to not have to go to have a normal job like i get to have a really cool job um and I treat it like that, like it's a business. You know what I mean? This is my small business. It's, I'm no different than a guy who owns a lawn care company, or a plumber, or an electrician, or whatever it is. You know, I'm just my own person building my own business, trying to make it in the world. And it's just a really cool way that I get to do it. You know what I mean?
2: No, and you obviously done it. And first of all, about being nice and respectful to everybody, I can attest to that. And Kind of experience that I want to share with my listeners. I went to ICAST for the first time. So I was like, like you said, chicken running without a head, you know, kind of like figuring out. I didn't want to be, you know, intrusive to anybody. I just, but I didn't, you know, you're always kind of self-conscious. Like, I don't want to be that idiot where everybody's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, And I was like, man, what do I do? What do I record? Uh, I didn't really have a game plan. And I was like, I really want to do a video on the slobber knockers. And you obviously, probably saw me this like yeah this this was me i don't know first time in icast this guy's completely lost you came up to me put your hand on my shoulder said hey man you want to record uh you you need any help you want to record a video and i was like this this relief i'm like yes i would actually love to record a video with alex rod and talk about something that i know he's really good at so i was like giddy about it um and you know, this is coming from somebody that once you saw me, there's like, yeah, it's not like, well, I'm going to help Armando because I want to get on his podcast. He probably mm-hmm. you didn't even know I had a podcast. You were just like, I see this guy kind of like trying to do something that I think I was like five, ten years ago. Let me lend him a hand. That's the way I okay. saw it. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe you saw it differently. But
3: I mean, it's just one of those things, man. It's like we're all climbing the ladder. <laughs> why would I ever push somebody down off the ladder or try to climb over them? You know what I mean? Like let's help each other climb up the ladder. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it it is that, man. I mean, dude, I, I, I don't know, dude. Like I, I try to tell people all the time, like, and I know it comes across and I hopefully it does come across. Like the Alex road that you see here is the Alex road that you're going to meet in real life. Like if you ever meet me, like understand number one, I am just a dude who likes fishing. Like I am not cool. I am not like, you know, I, I'm not like aaron Rodgers or like that like i am just a dude you know what i mean and i look, and so like i don't want to be viewed as i don't even like calling the people who watch my my videos fans they're just supporters you know yeah. what i mean like like i don't want people to think as me as like a superstar and they're a fan or like i'm a professional and they're not no i'm just i'm the same as anybody else i just did a bunch of stuff that i had to do to be able to do this
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, and and total respect to you. Now, I wanted to ask you something because you mentioned it. You know, you started videos and then people started approaching you for, like, hey, I'll give you free products. And then Mm -hmm. that turned into actually making money and all that. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have to people that are like maybe starting off a YouTube channel or any content creation? You know, there's nowadays, it's not just YouTube, you got Instagram, you got TikTok, and people can grow. You know, it feels like every content creator has this umbrella where everything revolves on like in your case i feel like and you can uh, uh correct me if i'm wrong, like you're a youtube content creator and that everything goes beyond you know downwards from that in the sense that from that you have you know your TikTok, tock you have your um instagram and other social media but basically your main selling point I, I would say and again correct me if i'm wrong was like you're a content creator you use youtube as your main vessel to promote yourself and promote your content out there. Um, I know a lot of people are more like, well, Instagram and TikTok are kind of ruining YouTube in a sense. So they're more Mm -hmm. like, you know, focusing on their Instagram accounts and their TikToks account, regardless of what social media they use. I'm sure a lot of them will be like, okay, well, how do I shortcut the 17 years that Alex Raw took to get to where he is and turn it into a week from now? Yeah. And there's really no way to do it that way. Right No, Yeah. Yeah. So to answer the fir-
3: the first part of your question, you know, YouTube used to, okay. So YouTube is still my main focus, right? Like that's my, that's where I put to me. It's like where I'm putting my most, most of my effort into, you know what I mean? Like there's th- nowadays it's more of an effort scale. Um, and less of a, what's the main selling point. I mean, my effort scale, definitely most effort goes to YouTube. But my entire social media, you know, catalog, we'll use that word. It's not exactly the right word I probably want to use. But the entire um, social media empire, quote unquote, (laughs) my little empire that I built, everything is as valuable as the other thing. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because in today's climate, as far as social media goes, you have to be very diversified in what you do to make sure that you are valuable in the long run. You know what I mean? Because everything has value. Like every platform has its own inherent value. And it's just figuring out how to monetize each one of those platforms in the best that you possibly can to make sure that you're building a brand and a business that's going to be able to support a lifestyle. Right. Um and then the answer to answer the second part of your question, yeah, no, there's no way to get around work. You gotta work hard. I mean that's just plain simple fact about it. I mean I'll tell anybody, and I, I you know I think so many people look past this point and they don't want to hear this point and they it comes to like you know they they just block me out when I say this. I worked eighty plus hours a week for six plus years to get to the point to where Alex Riff fishing was my main gig. Like, no joke. I would go I was going to college, mowing yards, doing YouTube until I graduated college. And then I taught for four years. Oh, no, five years. My fifth year was a teacher was last year. I taught for five years and I would work 40 plus hours a week at the school as a teacher doing all the teacher stuff that you have to do, plus grading papers, plus writing lesson plans, plus parent teacher conferences, plus all the stuff. You know, so it really works out to 50 hours, 60 hours a week. And then I would come home. I would kiss Bethany on the lips and then I would sit down and I would start working on YouTube and I would work YouTube and I would work deals and I would work you know, my platforms and make content and all that literally another four plus hours a week in the evenings and not go to bed till one, two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes so that I could get content out. And like, there is no gaming the system. There is no, you know, getting around it to make it your full-time gig. And, you know, and there's a lot of guys out there on YouTube that figure out a little something. And then they repeat that video over and over and over again. And they gain a hundred thousand subscribers and start making three, $4,000 a month within a year or two, and, you know, can figure that out, you know, good for you. But like from 90, the people who try it, it's just everything else. Not the way that, it works. it you know? Oh so, yeah. There's no getting around the work. There's definitely zero way to get around. Just, you know, the rock said it best. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. He said, I'm going to be the hardest mother, hardest working mother in the room. <laughs> I was like, yeah that's i mean bro that's what you gotta be like, i'm full of people and right, you gotta think i'm gonna every single person here and i'm gonna do it in a smarter way in a better way than they've ever done it because that's the only way that i'm gonna get ahead and that's just the perspective i think that could be with anything in life it doesn't matter if you're trying to start a youtube channel if you're trying to play football if you're trying to you know, go to college. If you're trying to be an electrician, I mean, whatever it is, you know, I mean, if you're going to dig, dig ditches, like that's me, if I'm going to dig a ditch, I'm going to dig a ditch better than anybody's ever dug a ditch because I'm just going to outwork everybody else, you know? So that's kind of that. And then as far as like monetizing it, man, I think the biggest thing and I always tell people this don't get into it for the money. Let the money come to you. You know what I mean? Like do what you love, and I think that's the biggest thing with me is I don't have 500,000 subscribers. I have 50. I'm about to roll over to 50. You know, I got 27,000 followers on Instagram. You know, I've got a, a growing successful, which is amazing. You know, 15, 20,000 downloads a month. Thing, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. The thing is, is I'm, I could have, more if I would have to the, to and I didn't. I put out the content that I like. I love what I do. There's nothing that I put on YouTube that I would ever go, oh, man. I had to make this video to get views. No, I just put out the video, get views or not. You know, regardless <laughs> of you know what it does. Like I love what I put out, and I love what I do. And and I think that's the biggest thing is like you want to make a living doing this. First of all, remember that it's going to take a lot of hard work, and that. It's probably not going to happen unless you're willing to work for it. But number two, don't try to do the things just to make the money. Do the, you love and let the money you. because there's not everybody out there and there's an amount of money in the system that you can carve out for yourself, but you better love what you do because if you don't, then you're going to just be just like you were at your 40 hour a week job, miserable, making just enough money to get by and just doing what you have to do to make money. That's not what I want to do. I want to be able to do exactly what I want and love every second of it and get to make money.
2: Yeah. That's an interesting point and something to always kind of remember. I was speaking of that, I kind of like a a story that I learned in ICAST. I, I met a content creator in ICAST that I have followed him And we got into talking about, you know, content creation, be responsible and all that. He says, we just had to drop one of our biggest, our biggest uh, influencers and one of one of the biggest influencers when it comes to fishing. And I said, really, what happened? And it it turned out to be a a content creator. I'm not going to say the names. I'm not here to blast anybody, but a content creator that I've watched some of the YouTube channels. And I thought, man, this is just unapologetic clickbait like so heavy on the click wasn't even try to hide it and i was like yeah it's not for me and not that i blocked them but i put that thing on youtube it's like yeah don't suggest this channel mm-hmm. anymore because i was like yeah this is not what i want to watch because you get sucked into clickbaits and i was like i don't want to support that then it, so it turns out it's like yeah so that person lost all their all their um sponsors i'm like what happened mm-hmm. he says he grabbed a sea turtle that was laying eggs Put it grabbed it, all the eggs fell out, all the get eggs broke. And not only did he did that, but he was stupid enough to upload it, thinking he was gonna mm. get likes on it. And he's out, like he's like he lost every single content creator. I haven't seen the video, I'm just going by what the person told me. That's why I don't want to say names because I don't know. You know, I trust in this person, but I haven't seen the video, so I can attest to it. Yeah, but the point is, it's like, yes, when you are so involved in trying to get likes and reactions, and all you're doing is clickbait click by click, but you kind of forget to have common sense at the end of the day because common sense would have told you to not touch a sea turtle that is just laying eggs. Second of all, do not post it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing is I actually was listening to Joe Rogan the other day, and he was talking about um audience capture. And it's a new thing that that you know, some psychologists came up with. But anyway, it's it's a new thing within the social media world, and it's where a person gets so psychologically charged and has their Mm. ego stroked so much by likes and positive, you know, positive comments and views and money coming in that their total like psychology down to like the root of who they are. Is molded by success on social media. And it's like, man, I'll tell you right now, I could never imagine a scenario where that would be me. Like, I love what I do, but I'm not going to let a little number on a screen dictate my emotional, (laughs) you know, my emotional stability within day to day life. Like, that is not even in any aspect. Like, and I'm not going to let it affect me to the point where i'm willing to break a law or to bend a rule or to cheat or to steal like i I, no way no way am i gonna do that you know like it's just not the human being that i am um you know and that comes from a that comes from a lot of life experience you know what i mean like i've i have been very fortunate in life to have you know in the things that i've done been to a third world country and seeing people literally starving to death. You know, I worked in a hospital where I watched people die. I have a dad who's diagnosed with cancer that, you know, has had to deal with his mortality, you know what I mean? And, and like, so like I have been shaped by that into the man that I am today. And so I'm very fortunate in that fact that I have that perspective and not everybody does, you know what I mean? And I don't think it's to that person's, you know, their own fault. A lot of times, I think it's just that they don't have a broad set of life experiences that lets them have the the mental fortitude and capacity to look at something and go, hey, maybe it isn't the best decision for me to make, you know, do something bad just to get views. you know, it's like Jake Paul or whichever one I uploaded the video of the guy oh, yeah. hanging. Yeah, I mean, dude. Like, and I legitimately think that it was just he was so captured up in his own success and getting the likes and getting the views and seeing the positive, not positive reaction, but just the positive, positive, you know, the plus in views that he really, truly thought that that was a good idea when really in reality. No, it's just you're so captured up by what people think of you that you're willing to bend to that. You know, and that's one thing I love Gary V because Gary V is, a you know, he is he is Got some strong opinions, some that I agree with, some that I don't, but a lot of what he says is very, very smart and um, and is very, very right on when he's talking about, like, just don't give a you know, don't give an F about what anybody thinks of you. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like, do you. You know what I mean? Like, there should be four or five people in your life that you care what they think about. Your mom, your, dad, your spouse, siblings, and like your best friend in the home. But other than that, do you. You know what I mean? Do you and just be yourself because yourself is all that you can be. And that's like the literal, most unique thing that you can do is be yourself. You know? Yeah.
2: No, that's a good point. Um, and yeah. And to that, I would add, be yourself as long as <laughs> yourself is a good person. Like yeah. I've had that conversation with other people. where like, oh, I'm just being myself. Well, yourself is kind of being a D-back right now. <laughs> Not you yeah. personally, but it's like, yeah. Yes, I agree with that, being yourself. But at the same time, you know, I think there's – and and I'll go back to the first podcast I listened from you. Um, it was a – and I don't know if you remember. I don't think it was your first podcast, but it mm-hmm. was the first one I listened to. And it talked about an event on – and I'll be vague here because I don't want to bring up stuff from the past from other people. But somebody was, quote – quote-unquote, cheating by bending a board on a national tournament.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And I
2: remember that podcast. And the first thing you said was, cheaters, cheaters. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to like this podcast because I think this guy is not going to, you know, um, it's not going to sugarcoat anything. But at the same time, you were respectful, right? And that's one thing about it. You can have your opinion. You can be yourself. But that still should be. Being respectful to anybody. Now there are times like you, like that episode I'll I go back to where you have to be honest about it. For Mm -hmm. a lot of times, this is you serve the community, right? You serve the kayak, Mm -hmm. or in this case, you both you do boat and you do kayak. So you kind of serve Mm both. You save you kind of serve the bass fishing community Mm -hmm. by entertaining them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you do gonna have to have an opinion because they're gonna be polarizing subjects. And you're going to say, hey, you know, this is where I stand on this, Mm -hmm. Um, especially Mm -hmm. when you have that big following. People are going to be wondering, like, where does Alex Rod stand on this? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. it's great. You know, I've had that debate with other podcasters. Like, I feel as a podcaster, once you start getting people to not follow you, but you say, like, respect your opinion and listen to your opinion, it's healthy to let them know where you stand on things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, do it, you know, with respect.
3: Well, I think you do it in a way where you're not married to your ideas. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I it's another Joe Rogan thing I hear, I've heard him saying it's it's a beautiful statement. You know, there's a lot of things that I've had very strong opinions on that I have opinions, but I'm not married to it. Like no. if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, here's five reasons why you shouldn't believe that and here's like six, you know, like, you know, like data points that back that up." Then I'll go, "Okay, cool." Like you've shifted my opinion. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, there's so many things in life like that. I mean, I could name 500, you know what I mean? That's like, I've believed one way, but then now I believe in a different way. I mean, there's very few things in life that I'm like, too completely that you're not going to change my mind on. You know what I mean? But everything else, man, is really up for debate with me because I'm not married to an opinion. And I think when people get married to their opinions is when we can't have conversations about things. You know what I mean? Like, I love a good debate. Like, I have, you know, I mean on my podcast is a great example where, you know, we will debate me and Ben and Bailey and people I have on, like I will push back. They will push back against me. And I want that because that's how you become an intelligent human being. (laughs) Like when, when someone challenges your ideas or you say something that may not be the smartest thing in the world and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that was kind of stupid. And here's why dude, that's where you grow as a person. You know what I mean? And I tell people all the time, like I've listened to whole podcasts with people that I totally disagree with everything that they say because I want to hear what they have to say though. I may disagree with it, but I want to hear what they have to say because then you really understand why you disagree with them or you have a perspective change and you go, Hey, maybe that person isn't evil and they may not be bad. This may be just not my, you know, my set of opinions or the most intelligent person in the world, but they're not evil. They're not bad. They're just another human having a human life experience like I am you know what i mean so i think that's where you get that man i think you get you know cheating is cheating i don't like cheating you know what i mean i think people who cheat should be kicked out it's plain simple done but like all at the same time i get where everybody's perspectives are coming from on maybe that specific topic or whatever other topic you can think of you know what i mean
2: yeah that's a good point because i think especially when it comes to kayak fishing or fishing in general you know it's okay to have different opinions. I think when you draw the line, it's like, I may have a different opinion, but I'm not going to insult you over it, you know? Exactly. I'm not exactly. going to uh, question your character mm-hmm. or about it. I'm just, and it's good to know, like, I, I think there's like, like you said, there are times where people think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but I'm interested to see how you got into it. Like mm-hmm. you, uh, you got into that opinion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, it's kind of what I thought, but a lot of times it's like, hmm. I see how you got to that point, but I still don't agree with it. Or sometimes, yeah. you know, you're like, you know, damn, man, he's person's right. I'm wrong. Yeah. I should yeah. probably adjust my point of view on that one. Yeah. And, and a good example of that, actually, I'm kind of glad you brought it up. I'm <laughs> laughing at this because when I started watching your channel, I know you had. Um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You had. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny, at least to me. Um you had Old Town giving you a a uh, PDL-10. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. And then yeah. you went on a couple of episodes where you kind of like threw jabs at Hobie. And I had yeah. just bought a Hobie. And I'm like, yeah. I'm about to follow this Alex because He's making fun of Hobie's. And I love my Hobie. And I just yeah. spent $2,500. And then I'm insulted. Yeah. not really insulted. Yeah. And then I saw that you got a Hobie. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah,
3: oh yeah. I mean, dude, let me tell you something. I will still say to this day, Hobies are extremely overpriced. They're way too dang gun heavy, but, like, the layout of that kayak is genius. Like, it's just genius, and it may not be for everybody. I mean, dude, it's a $5,000 kayak. It's stupid. Like, I am about to go out there, you know, after this podcast is over and load up a $5,000 piece of plastic. That sounds so stupid when I say it out out loud it's just ridiculous but yeah I know that's funny dude yeah I think I think so many people too like they jump to the conclusion of like you know I I am not a big fan of professional fishing and I, I think a lot of people realize that if you keep up with Alex Rudd you're gonna realize that yeah. to me the system of tournament fishing and the culture of tournament fishing and professional tournament fishing is just kind of silly to me. And and that doesn't mean that I don't respect the anglers. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't respect the individual humans. Like I love one Evers. That man is one of the nicest men man, or men, man, men, one of the nicest <laughs> games on planet Earth. And he led me to his house and let me spend you know three days with him and, and we went and made content. It, but I just think the system of tournament fishing is silly it, it, for many reasons. I've been into them that path so many freaking times it's not even funny but it's just like that doesn't mean that i hate you or <laughs> i hate them, or i hate lifestyle or i don't think that you should it. it's just a opinion i have feel free to make it your own don't disagree with me just go i don't agree with alex rudd but it's still cool because like he's still into bass fishing like i am and he still you know like loves fishing and wants to you know keep fishing around for everybody but it's just he doesn't like this one thing or doesn't agree with me on this one perspective you know what i mean like joe rogan i listen a lot to joe rogan if you can't tell or the meat eater boys like i listen a lot of media this is my two favorite oh, yeah. podcast i love that one but like you know there's dude there's things that they say i go that's stupid like that's ridiculous but it doesn't mean i'm not gonna listen to joe rogan it doesn't mean that i hate him it doesn't mean that he's wrong it just means that we have two differing opinions and we're two totally him beings and It's okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, dude, if the world, I really believe had more of that. We'd have uh, a lot less
2: problems. Oh, no, I totally agree. It's just, it's just like understanding. Like you view it that way. I view it this way. That's why you view it that way. I get it. Still don't agree with it. I view it this way. That's why I view it. And we're going to still be friends and all that. I, I don't like it when a lot of like people say like, well, this content creator, like he wouldn't last on the tournament. I'm like, I never heard him say he was not talking about you, but other content creators Mm -hmm. was like, never heard him say he's going to beat Paul Nick or G-Man or Seth Fielder. You know, I've I've never heard Mm -hmm. him say that on his YouTube channel. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to understand everything has its place. One is an entertainer. One is a tournament angler. That's like thinking that. John claude Van Damme is actually the best martial artist in the world, which is not. One is an actor. The other one is actually a professional martial art artist. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I always say that I think people need to understand too, that like my motivations for what I do and my life goals are on a completely different. I mean, they're in a completely different universe Mm -hmm. than say a professional angler. Like, you know, we'll take Brandon Polinick, for example. My goal this year for my life was not to win Angler of the Year. But that was Brandon Polinick's goal. And he accomplished his goals. He was a badass at accomplishing his goals. He set a goal and accomplished a goal. He did whatever it took to accomplish that goal, and he worked his ass off. Not my goal. Not even in the same ballpark of what I want to do. But guess what? doesn't mean either one of us are any less valuable than the other. Yeah. It just means that we have two totally different mindsets and goal sets, and we're two totally different human beings operating in a similar space. You know what I mean? Like, we're both within the fishing industry, but what Brandon wants to do and what I want to do are two totally different things, and that's okay. Like, I love that Brandon Polinick just won Angler of the Year and that he is a successful tournament angler and that Brandon is doing what he's doing because, dude, that's amazing. It's like, but I also love, you know, let's take, um, I don't know, what a content creator I watch. Uh, there's a guy named Syntax77. He's yep. this awesome content creator. I'm also glad that that guy gets to do what he does and has accomplished all his goals this year and hit all his milestones. And he's just, but he's operating in a completely different space, a completely different realm of existence. Like we're not even, it's like, it's hard for me, you know, this is a great example it's hard to compare the crew chief of a NASCAR race team to the NASCAR racer himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they may be working in the similar space and they may be working on similar things. And it may be in the general same vicinity as, as what's going on. But the goal of each one of those people is completely different while all all the same being similar. I mean, and yeah. so does say content creator versus pro or to say this person versus whatever i mean we're just in a very unique space where professional the spotlight on a lot of what we do and so that's where a lot of the tension goes you know that's where everybody's going to compete to a benchmark of having a having a shirt with stickers on it you know what i mean or having a number of wins or trophies that's fine but what you got to understand is like the the space in which i work that's not what i gauge success on i gauge success on my ability to create good content and my ability for audience but also just my happiness and my my success in life that's what i worry about you know what i mean and it's just that's funny though that's i it's funny like i've never i guess I've, i've said it in the past but i've never kind of put it out there like that that it's just like man you need to understand like we operate in just two totally different worlds. It's different like, hats, yeah. yeah, it's different hats. It's different heads. It's different everything. Like the whole body of the system is different. You know what I mean? It's just, but it's, it's just, I think both of us are valuable in what we do. It's just, we have different value in different ways. You know what I mean?
2: Different things you want to get out of it too. I do, I do have to, I do have to um, kind of check you on that one. And this kind of like proves that I do follow Alex Rodfishing and I do a fad. I remember earlier this year you said your goal was to win angler of the year. So that <laughs> yeah. was the goal yeah. of you. <laughs> that
3: was a goal. That was a goal for sure, yeah. In my little You kayak put it club, out there. I did. I did. I did. That was put out there. That's pretty funny. I, I did not forget, but that's the fall to side. Um yeah, no, I did pretty good. I think I ended up uh soccer like middle of the pack. Like I was kind of middle of the pack all year. That was kind of like my whole kayak tournament season in the little you know in the little kayak club that i fish in um but yeah i don't know i was middle of the pack all year and then ended up middle of the pack what happened was i got busy i went out of town for like three different tournaments and didn't fish through three different tournaments i don't know it's been a tough year we've got um i got the the last tournament of the year was last weekend i got that video coming out this week and then the weekend of my birthday, which is the 17th, September 17th, is our classic for our little kayak series. And I qualified for the classic. And it is on a very, very tough lake. And so we're going <laughs> to see what happens with that one. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to win it on my birthday. Um, but all at the same time, the lake that we're fishing on is going to be a tough one. So it's going to be interesting.
2: Well, now that you put it out there, what's uh, what are you turning? Like 29? Oh,
3: yeah, I'm going to be 29. Yep. 29? Really, that Yeah. It hit the nail on the head right there. I'm almost the old dirty
2: 30 son. I gotta get 29 first. Uh how do you try to keep up with the ever-changing landscape? Like, we know, like when looking back at you know, because and I and again going back to what your kind of job title is, which is create mm-hmm. content and all that, you got YouTube. Um Years past, you know, you had like MySpace. Eh, you had mm-hmm. stuff like Snapchat. They're gone. Uh, Vines, which is, you remember Vines? which like oh, six yeah. second videos. Yeah, and now Vines that is actually is coming reincarnated. Yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook used to be the only, not the only thing, but the major player out there in social media. That's kind of like taking a backseat to other things.
3: Oh, they're coming back though. Right? Yeah, they yeah. are coming back. They're coming We're, back.
2: Yeah. But you know that it's a never-changing landscape. Like, yeah. do you worry about it? You, and what do you try to do to kind of like keep up and anticipate what's coming next so you can kind of get ahead of the eight ball and keep yourself, you know, your content relevant? in that aspect?
1: Yeah,
3: I think like what I said earlier, diversify content, man. I'm on every platform. I'm out there doing a little bit of everything on everything. You know, I try to touch every aspect of social media. You know, I've got YouTube, mm-hmm. podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch—you know—I've uh, yeah, spread. You know, it's not so much another thing. You know what I mean? Like, I have a hundred thousand on TikTok—crazy freaking platforms, nuts. Make any sense? And so, the biggest thing is try to. Divide. The thing is, I'll be totally honest. I don't watch fishing YouTube. I don't watch YouTube a lot at all, and if I do watch YouTube, I'm either watching how to become a better content creator in every aspect that is content creation. And, or I am trying to look outside the fishing industry and not as what kind of the outside of our industry doing and try to apply some of those to the fishing industry while also trying to build out something, the other avenue for me. One thing that you, that a lot of my viewers and everybody else that consumes my content is going to see this is i'm going to start diversifying what i do and that doesn't mean that i'm going to like buy chickens and start a farm i have chickens but, <laughs> you're not going to go with flare out <laughs> no yeah i love i love flair, but i'm not going to buy <laughs> chickens and llamas i do have chickens chickens are pretty cool really good pets i yep. say everybody if you got the room for them have you some egg laying chickens they're really really good pets they're awesome but anyway but what i am going to start doing is just kind of like doing uh, you know i love fishing i love fishing but I also just love being outdoors. Yep. And there's so many aspects of the kayaking experience and the kayak fishing experience that can be expanded upon that I'm going to expand into. And I'm going to start catching different kinds of fish. I'm going to start going to different kinds of places. I'm going to start doing different kinds of things that aren't just primary fishing. And I, I think that's the way that you do it. I think, you know, Gary V again, to go back to him, cause he's somebody that I consume a lot of his content. Cause he's very smart, you know? And I've always said, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, always be a lifelong learner, And so those are two things that I've always hung on to, you know what I mean? And being a lifelong learner means always having your ears open and always listening to what other people are saying. And Gary said the other day, he said that, the diversification of content is going to be the future of content creation no. you have to diversify i mean you can't just be a fishing youtuber anymore you can't just be an you know nfl fantasy football draft pick guy anymore or whatever like you have to do that and then some you have to diversify and then some you know what i mean like and and i'm not saying that you know go out and like do a coffee video one day and a fishing video the next but maybe do a fishing video and then do a hiking and a fishing video hmm. and then do a, you know, a kayak fishing video and then do a boat fishing video you know what I mean like diversify what you're doing and I think that's the way that I try to step up it. you know what I mean is the current YouTube space loves pigeonholes and niches yeah. and I called it about two years ago I believe it was the first time I started talking about it, and I would love to find the clip where I said it. I said, what we're going to see is a bottleneck down into niche, niche, niche on YouTube. Yep. It's happened. And what you're seeing, you're seeing a YouTube space where it loves informational style videos. Dudes sitting in their garages talking about baits, talking about how to fish baits, and talking about different tips, tricks, and techniques. And I used to be heavy on that. And I just don't enjoy that anymore, and so I don't make a whole lot of it. Doesn't mean I don't want to teach. I just want to teach why I'm actually in the act of being on the water. You know what I mean? Instead of showing a bait, and that's what YouTube loves right now. But I think what we're going to see in in you know mark this right now forty nine minutes and nineteen seconds into this podcast, I think here in a couple years we're going to see a broadening again, where where it's going to be very advantageous for you to be a super niche but to have a broad, you know, aspect of different things. And so we'll see, you know, I called the bottleneck down based on what I've seen. And I think I'm going to call this broadening back out. And I think the best way to stay ahead of that is just, again, be you, do you, make the content that you love. And I think amazing things can happen.
0: Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: That is, I think that's very true. I think you hit the nail on the head, and it's interesting because when I started doing the podcast and all that, and kind of like dipping my toes into social media, a lot of the the consensus was like, don't stray away from what you do because you're going to upset your followers. If your followers come, for example, in this case, kayak fishing, then mm-hmm. and if you put something out there that's not kayak fishing, they're not going to like it. And the people that are going to come in are going to say, well, wait a minute, what is this? This is kayak fishing. But it, fast forward, like, Two years for, since I have remember that, um, this is it's what you say if it's become what you just said, niche within mm-hmm. the niche within each, which like people are just kind of like, yeah, it's and it's because I think it is because the attraction is not the context but the persona itself. Like, once I think people come up and say you're alex rod i'm interested to see what alex rod is doing it doesn't really matter what alex rod is doing as long as it's entertaining Yes, and i think that's what it is and i and i think a lot of people are starting to get that and others are not it's and i personally trying to get that myself it's just it's not when you're building a brand you have to be the not you have to but one of the ways to go about it to able to diversify and find different niches is you're the brand your face yeah. is the brand of it and people yeah. are interested in what you're doing exactly. not necessarily this aspect of what you're doing exactly
3: and i and i think a lot of people get caught up again in that audience cap. you know what i mean not only is reflective but also you know we youtube is a space where people can put their opinions out there good bad indifferent or ugly yeah. their opinions out there you know and i i am of the camp of don't read the comments you know what i mean i, I read comments and i respond to comments but if it's negative i just delete it
1: yeah. straight
3: up like i don't do negativity i do not do negative comments i've responded to some in the past and there's probably some dude out there right now keyboard warrior be like well you said some stupid smart ass shit to me one time yeah well maybe i probably did but that was before i had a realization that I need to get my ego out of the way and realize that most people sitting behind a screen and typing stupid stuff on a computer are probably in their mom's basement or just a a special kind of stupid human. Like, they're a weird kind of human. Like, they just are. You know, I'm of the camp. I don't comment anything. I've never commented on anything on the internet if it's not something... Somebody I don't personally know. Yeah. Like, ever. Ever if I made a a comment like that. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody will go dig one up somewhere. But... Like, you know, it's it's just don't respond to the comments. Don't look at the comments because there's always going to be like a camp of people, uh, you know, a tribe of people, like four or five people that go, "What well, you need to fish more and quit, you know, kayak camping. Well, the consensus is that this video has got 10,000 views and 500 likes and everybody except for maybe four people doesn't like it. Those four people shouldn't dictate your entire opinion on what you do because you're right. Because when you build a brand around yourself, people want to hear what you got going on. And if four or five people don't like it, well, then that's their own problem. And guess what? It's as easy as just unsubscribing and going on to the next thing. There has been so many things. There's phases. Everybody goes through phases in life. You know, and I went through a phase for a while where I, I, well, I've i never really left the phase, but I had to, uh, I had to separate my face myself away from the phase a little bit because it's very expensive firearms i love guns i love guns i got a lot of guns i love guns I got a lot of ammunition it's great. you know what i mean but it's like all at the same time it's like i went through a phase where i was very heavy into gun youtube and watching guys build out ar-15s and doing all that kind of stuff i've kind of backed away from that because it's just not something i'm as into as heavy now as i was in the past and so like i think what you got to realize is that YouTube social media content creation everything in life has seasons it has ebbs it has flows and when when you kind of start to understand that viewers are the same that there's gonna be viewers who are really indeficient for a while and then they're just not or there's gonna be viewers who love every single thing that you do because they just like you and it's just the way that it is and you know, Good comments, bad comments, indifferent comments. Just don't invest in a lot in the comments. Comments will get you in trouble every single time. And I do yeah. read through them. I try to heart every comment or give some sort of reply. You know, if it's a question or something like that. But every comment gets a heart. Try to. You know what I mean. I think that just goes. Hey, I see you. See what you're saying here. That you're here, but do negativity with me. I just don't. I just don't even do it. Just delete it and go on. You know what I mean.
2: And again, something I can attest to, I remember one of your videos you did, you were on a boat. This is the first video I saw from Mm -hmm. YouTube, not your podcast, but YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, You were fishing with Jin Jensen, somebody else I can't remember. And you caught Mm -hmm. a fish on a lipless crankbait. You Mm -hmm. were going on grass and then you got hung up, you twisted and you got a bite. And I remember I was kind of learning stills using Mm -hmm. lipless crankbait. And I remember uh, pulling that question or posting that question, I should say, on YouTube. So like, hey, Alex, I noticed you got a bite when you kind of like ripped it out of the grass do you think that bite was because of that because mm-hmm. of that did the bass see that and you like i'm not gonna say immediately but within like i don't know and it doesn't matter you could have wait if you could have seen that comment that question twenty uh 30 days later and still re- answered but the point about it is i felt good with that because you actually you saw this like oh this guy has this guy who you don't know, um, mm-hmm. and again, you probably remember that video. That was like, what, four or five years ago, yeah, maybe less. Like yeah, yeah, um, And you posted to see like, yes, I did this. And you kind of b- broke it down for me how you got that bite. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And everything's, you know, it's those human interactions where you have with people that kind of goes a long way. Um, Because yeah. it's one of those things where like, to me, it's like, oh, the positive experience. You know, I had a question. Took the time to answer, even though there's thousands of comments. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I got more information. And guess what? Everybody asks me, yeah, how do you learn fishing? I'll say, I saw Alex Rod fishing. I learned that you can, if you, you know, using a lipless crankbait, this gets you a bite. Yeah, so it kind of goes far beyond the numbers, you know. We get caught up in numbers a lot of times, but that's just human interactions, you can't really quantify it. It's just the way it is. Um Alex, I've had you for over an hour, almost so. And I appreciate your time. I want to be conscious. I know you're going out on the water. You stopped what you were doing, uh, you know, loading your kayak to get on the podcast. No, you're good,
0: man. I
3: love but it. I love it. <laughs>
2: I appreciate it. Um, I do wanted to give you a couple of minutes to, um, you know, shout out. Anybody you want to give a shout out that has made your life or your fishing life a lot easier? So go ahead.
3: Yeah. No, number one is going to be my wife. Um. She has been, yeah, she's been my supporter since the very beginning. If it wasn't for Bethany Rudd, um, I I would not be where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's, you know, people ask me, they're like, how do you manage thing that you do? And I was like, because my support system is concrete as concrete can get. It's concrete with iron rods in it. You know what I mean? And uh, Bethany is, she's my agent. She's my financier. She's my... <laughs> You know, she's my 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 CPA, she's my everything, you know what I mean? And she keeps the Oxford fishing world going. And then, uh, you know, obviously my parents as well, you know, I, if it wasn't for mom and dad's, you know, just believing in, you know, some people, some people, you know, when you say, Hey, I want a professional content creator. It's like, yeah, you're crazy. You know? And it's like, my dad taught me how to fish and then he also just like supported me and everything that I do. And he's somebody that I call every single day and have a conversation with, you know what I mean? And, uh, so those, those are the most important people to me, you know, and then obviously sponsors. I got a lot of awesome sponsors that pay me a lot of money to talk about fishing and go fishing. And that's really, really cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, pure fishing, and AFco monster bass, X2 power, um, First choice insurance, all those all those people are, are just amazing, amazing people. And anybody else, anybody else that's ever supported Alex Rudd, I thank you. You know, I mean, there's good leaving companies. There's been leaving of companies at the same time. ever helped as a as a stepping stone or a step along the way. And so I gotta thank all those people. And then dude, you, man. I mean, people like you. Like everything in my opinion, dude. I mean where I I put my name out there and get to talk positive positive. anything that gets me more than zero is 100% worth my time. And so you inviting me on this podcast, dude, it's huge. And people supporting me and and supporting me enough that they want to have me on their podcast and have a conversation, dude, like I, I, uh, I appreciate you more than I think you, you know, you know what I mean? And I hope everybody hears that. I appreciate them. You know, uh, I don't invest in comments a lot, but I do see positive comments and I do hear what you're saying and I do appreciate people more than I think that they'll ever understand. And if anybody ever sees me out and they want to talk to me, come over, shake my hand because I want to meet you more than you want to meet me. I can promise you that because I just think it's so awesome when I get to put a, a name with a a name with a, a face with a, and get to know people. So that's the people I want to.
2: No, definitely, and uh, again, I can attest by meeting you in person. In you have one of the most contagious smile. I still wanted to ask you: Are you able to actually see when you're smiling? Because I know you have the <laughs> biggest smile. You can't expect. like how yeah. do you see when he's smiling? I get the little
3: squinty eyes, Donna. Yeah, I can see. I can see. Maybe not too well, but they're they're definitely there. Bethany always tells me that when I smile, I get to I definitely smile with my eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? I get them going but yeah yeah i sort of can see maybe maybe not i don't know like i just don't even notice i just smile so let's just i have to consciously think about whether i can see well or not when i smile from now you got me thinking now man now i'm gonna be smiling and Be like can i see well right now it is a
2: very <laughs> contagious smile and you know if for those out there listening if you ever really want to get into kayak you know into the fishing industry you might just want to get to learn how to fish and that's fine. You don't need to get to fish fishing industry. But one thing I can tell you about Alex Rod, seeing him in on ICAST, answering dumb questions from idiots like myself going up to him, like for eight hours standing, I really, you know, if you want to make it in this industry, you have to put in the work. I saw Alex just 10 hours, just standing, answering all kinds of questions and being putting up a smile even though his feet and his knees are probably killing him so that is a testament to your hard work and if anybody's interested in in making it on the fishing industry keep in mind you'd have to put in the work just like alex rod has done so you know big props to you man you've earned every single step of it i appreciate
3: it brother i appreciate it i really do man it's, it's always cool to hear it you know and it's always cool to 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 hear someone else see that the work was put in and so i, I do appreciate it and uh I'm just glad I'm just glad that I've made enough hopefully hopefully this reaches somebody and this gives a kickstart to get going. Because you can do it. Anybody can do it. Whatever, whatever you want to do, you can one hundred percent do it. We live in the greatest time to be alive right now. Where if you want to be an underwater basket weaver, start making YouTube videos about it. Like you would be <laughs> it's freaking a niche right there. <laughs> Dude, I mean, hey. I seen, a, I seen a guy the other day that was, and I didn't know this was a thing, and he was into Legos, and he built Lego sets, and the dude had a million subscribers, was getting like 300,000 views a video, building Lego sets, and man, that guy was so happy. You could tell he was so, Jay was another dude doing Pokemon cards, like bro, the guy was so happy to be unboxing Pokemon cards and he's blowing me out of the water in views and subscribers. It's like, dude, anything that anybody wants to
2: do, like, please go do it. Just go. And if you want a recipe for it, and I'll give this, I'll give you this to you, Alex. If you ever showed on views on you can do, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say it, but I kind of am. You can go down the rabbit hole on TikTok and see people pull ingrown toenails oh yeah oh yeah i love <laughs> I that was, rabbit hole bro I was <laughs> just, that is like,
3: that
2: is intense too
3: i got going down that rabbit hole one day and it was one and like i finally had gone through like six or seven of them and like the seventh one was the most grody like intense like ingrown toenail that i've ever seen and, like, dude, I used to work at a hospital. I used to be part of the code team. So, like, when people would start dying, I was there doing compression. So, I've seen blood, guts, everything else that you can imagine. You know what I mean? Dude, this ingrown toenail was so bad. I, had to, I I killing just I had to get off. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, that is terrible. But, no, yeah, that's for real. Like, if it, like look at Dr. Pimple Parper. She yep. started as a YouTube content creator. Now she has a show on TLC. Like, guys, whatever you're into, guys, gals, whatever it is, if you're into it, go make YouTube videos about it. You can do what I do. It takes a lot of hard work, but you can do what I do, and it's just, go. Go do it, and it's fun. If it's you can amazing. stomach
2: it, you can do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll leave you with that, folks. If you, if you made it this far to the show, and I hope you did because you really enjoyed it, um, go check out our sponsor, Douglas Rod. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup, LRS, X Matrix fly fishing rods those are three favorite models that they have um if you're going to be underwater please please wear your pfds i know the name of my podcast is bass kayak and beers i remind you again if you're going to have a few beers any alcoholic drink, uh drinks while you're out there fishing or kayak fishing please please be responsible and make sure you make it back to your loved ones have a good day Absolutely. everyone peace out so-